0: Hey everybody and welcome to the Inferno Cast. I of course am Inferno Fox, part of Inferno Fox Gaming on this podcast here that of course is on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music and the like. And we're going to be talking about a very well-loved subject in video game dumb. But before we get into that, I want to go ahead and introduce my very well esteemed guests and crew. And we have of course Jason the, the 13th of the YouTube channel, Jason the, the 13th, where you can get a lot of Tears of the Kingdom, Pokemon, and Knife gameplay. Jason, thank you so much for joining us. Not a problem. It's always a pleasure to be here. <laughs> <laughs> and up next, of course, we have Simbu Darkfang. He is our designated level five grandpa and main actor for basement of the dead in aurora illinois that again is basement of the dead in aurora illinois that's in the chicagoland area simbu thank you so much for joining us that is an excellent but terrible wookie impersonation thank you <laughs> next up we have astromedes and he is a developer and co-owner of second place games astromedes thank you so much for joining us
1: happy to be here doing this and procrastinating doing any game work
0: absolutely <laughs> uh, and we're happy to oblige you and uh, last but not least we of course have storm rose sky of the youtube and twitch channels of storm rose sky storm thank you so much for joining us
2: Thank you for having me. I will try to contribute as much as I can with me in my cold this evening. so still glad, glad to be here.
0: Oh, sorry to hear that that you're not feeling well under the weather, but glad that you could join us and and hang out hang with us and hopefully we'll bring some smiles to your face as you deal with your your said illness. Oh, it sucks to, to be sick. But before we get into our topic, which is a very general one, which is Pokemon. I want to uh, post a question to my crew, a pre-discussion topic, and this is going to be one that's going to be a little bit strange, and I'm going to hit hit Astromedes with this first. Astromedes, what is your favorite, or what was your favorite Sega Genesis video game?
1: Hmm. Mm. I did a lot of gaming on the Genesis. Probably... Hard to pick just one, an oddly memorable game somehow on the Genesis that seems very much like a Genesis game to me, uh, is uh, Eternal Champions was a fighting game on the Genesis (laughs) that I'm not picking it because I love the game. For some reason, when I hear the Genesis, I often am reminded of that weird game, Eternal Champions. In terms of uh, a really I mean one good game that comes to mind was uh, there's a game Landstalker oh, on yeah. the Genesis that I, I think was fairly late in the Genesis's uh, kind of run and yes. uh, seemed like looked looked and felt like very good and impressive like kind of three quarters down. Uh, like isometric view, uh, action RPG kind of thing, very, very lightly Zelda kind of inspired flavor. You had a kind of elfin-eared hero, sort of like Link, but uh, it was a good game. It had really interesting, kind of like crazy jumping puzzles and stuff. And
0: and they big- just re-released that on the NSO expansion pack last month.
1: Oh, did they own oh, Gunstar Heroes? Actually, as we talk about it more come to mind, but uh <laughs> Gunstar Heroes is another one that I thought was just like a really great, like I returned to it many times. Uh Genesis game.
0: Nice. Uh Storm, if I could guess, yours was Miss Pac-Man, because I think
2: you did mention that. Yes, absolutely. It would have to agree. I Miss mean, Pac-Man. Yeah, I wish I, I could I, play it right now, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> You know, but I well, there is a way to play a little bit of it on the PlayStation. So, as soon as I could, um, any system that I've had since being a kid, I would definitely uh, make sure I could play it somehow. So,
0: yeah, and and being on the Genesis, it was a definitely an excellent version, probably one of the best versions of a Pac-Man game that's not Pac-Man Championship Championship yeah. Edition.
2: <laughs> yes,
0: that one was so much fun. Jason, how about you? What was your favorite Sega Genesis video game?
3: Yeah. Comic Zone. <laughs> Where you're running through the comic book <laughs> and
4: fighting. Nice. That was my favorite Sega <laughs> game.
0: And Simbu.
4: Well, let's go with NHL
3: 94.
4: <laughs> it's a great game to play. Comic Zone was a was a was a great one too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to for my top two all times. I'm going to go with Streets of Rage and Mighty Max. Yes. Never played Mighty Max.
1: Never played Mighty Max. Definitely played a lot of Streets of Rage. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Such excellent games. And the reason I'm bringing up the Sega Genesis games is because my video that's coming out on Saturday is my uh, 10 reviews in a Nintendo fanboy reviewing Sega Genesis games. And I kind of go a little bit in depth on my thoughts and feelings on the Sega Genesis overall and the just the general feelings of, of regret, just just hooking my my truck trailer to the Nintendo boat, as it were, when there was an, another excellent system, that of the the, the Sega. So If anybody's interested that's listening, feel free to check that out when it premieres on Saturday at 10 a.m. But this today is not just about Sego. No, our our main focus, of course, is Dragon Quest. No, it is another (laughs) classic RPG, RPG, JRPG series, and that is Pokemon. And I'm going to kind of give the warning that I personally am not the biggest pokemon guy so i might be throwing terms around that i may not be as uh, i might not be very effective with um
1: me neither don't dox us
0: i i was i was was hoping that jason would smile at at that pokemon reference that i made too Mm -hmm. not being very effective anyway um but yeah please don't dox us uh, you know, 123, any man street in Chicago, Illinois. Um, <laughs> but Pokemon is, is such a big franchise that we all have history with it, even if there is no history, because a lot of times, me personally, I did a lot of uh, active avoidance of it because I'm such a big Nintendo guy, yet Pokemon is so core to the overall DNA of that company. But the first time I personally played a Pokemon game was just last year with uh, the Legend, uh, the Legends of Arceus uh, video game, which is actually one of their newer and also really, really good games, at least from what I've heard and what, my own experience. So just kind of want to uh, gauge everyone else's overall history with the Pokemon franchise. Um, Jason, let's start with you because you've got The biggest history.
3: Played all the main generations, of course. Not very many of the side games. A few of the side games, but not very many side games. But yeah, I pretty much own all of the Pokemon main games. (laughs) I'm missing like one one of them. I'm missing a, a black two or a white two for my collection. And those are probably one of the harder ones to get.
0: Yeah, so you, you heard you heard that here first. If anybody out there is listening, has <laughs> a a black two or a white two, this is a three DS game. Don't just send mm-hmm. us, you, you know, black two or white two. Send them to one twenty three <laughs> anywhere Street in Chicago. No, it it, it, it Jason thirteenth Pokemon collection is really impressive when when you you look at it because it's it's uh it goes all the way back to get, to the Game Boy entrance. The red and blue, um, yeah, red and blue. You also have yellow. Um, uh, did you ever get green? The Japanese version no, I've never gotten green. So th- that's gonna be your Christmas present. That, that, <laughs> that, that's a good good one for you. Uh astromedius how about you? What kind of a history or, or experience do you have with Pokemon? Um,
1: uh, my only hands-on experience with the Pokemon games was on the original Game Boy, the first Pokemon. So this would have been, I remember I was in high school, it would have been the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't actually remember if it was red or blue, um, but I remember liking it just as a game uh, being very into kind of like JRPG style combat games and everything at the time. I, I liked it. I liked the notion of, you know, kind of uh, all of the different options that were presented. It was like an RPG game where you had like so many party members for the time, especially to think in those terms, Um So I I liked it as a game. I never really like connected with the franchise beyond that. But of course, through, you know, just being interested and in games and stuff have been very adjacent to Pokemon attempt inspired games, reading interesting things about Nintendo shutting down anything that has a whiff of Pokemon about it, that uh, a little too much uh, treading (laughs) on
0: their IP. Uh, So yeah, that's uh, my history with Pokemon. Oh, excellent. And and kind of keep the RPG element and the similar game element in the the back air m- mind here because I've got kind of a couple follow-ups on, on that as we kind of progress here. Simbu, though, what what what's your overall history and experience with Pokémon? Um as far as actual
4: played, I believe I went up through Silver and Gold. Um I did get sun and moon at one point uh, but that didn't really capture my attention i enjoyed uh pokemon snap for the n64 that was a fun that was a fair that was a pretty fun little game um and then some of the pokemon mystery dungeons those were those were those are kind of fun um of course those are all offshoots of the main branch but mm-hmm. you know for the most part that's generally my limited experience with pokemon
0: and honestly, it it's a whole heck of a lot more than what I have because I've just played the two games and Smash Brothers. Like that, that's really it. I'm <laughs> I'm really impressed with that, Simbu. That that's awesome. Um, Storm, how about you? How uh, what's your overall experience history with Pokemon?
2: The first exposure I've ever had with any character of Pokemon was in Smash Brothers with Pikachu. <laughs> Pikachu. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, that would be it. And other than that, I um have Pokemon Go, and I've played a little bit of the free game that came out for Pokemon not too long ago on the Switch. Um the re- yeah, the arena type thingy. Oh nope
3: nope um uh not the quest um stadium. Oh my god, no, um the name is drawing a blank. It's a big one right now, too. Um,
1: oh, home? no. Our Pokemon oh, expert is I know,
4: because I don't play it. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a Pokemon like a, a Pokemon Stadium rehash, is it? No, because
2: it'd
4: they, no. be nice to get a brand new Pokemon Stadium, but
3: we only gotten the uh redone on the uh what do you call the freebie Nintendo, Super Nintendo stuff on the Switch. Let
2: me see. I don't I don't have it anymore.
0: Yeah, I, I can't. Think it. Unite. There you Unite. go. That yes, was it. It. it.
2: That was it. So I have Pokemon Go and Pokemon Unite, and I've only played them on Smash Brothers. So that is my Pokemon extent, other than knowing they're everywhere. <laughs> yes, you know, yeah, there's yeah. movies right. and cartoons, and Tubi has a great <laughs> yeah. selection of Pokemon episodes and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, there you go. <laughs> So uh, any I, I'm fan fascinated mail. To is... learn. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I'm just fascinated to learn and hear what you have to say because, you know, I don't have all that much exposure to them. So uh, I was gonna just say
4: any uh mail directed towards our Pokemon expert claiming he did not catch them all. Uh <laughs> one Jason the thirteenth at one two three anywhere street in uh, Minnesota,
0: Wisconsin, Michigan there you go there you go my my friends and fans that are hearing us you know where to send your your mail of love we 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 don't say the h word here (laughs) um we can't say hello oh we say we see if we say five letter h words but we don't say say the four letter one have oh so one of the one of the things with the, the overall gameplay loop with with Pokemon, you know the whole monster collection portion that that that's been done before by uh, other series and other RPGs. Like like uh, Dragon Quest Five was one of the ones that actually did the whole uh, sort of collect a monster and get them get him into your main party as like a permanent member. Uh, so they've used it before, and and it's even being used in more recent. Uh, entries such as like the Yokai Watch series and in, mm-hmm. even like Shimagami Tensei Five and and the general I think shimigami Tensei series, but wh- what do you? I kind of want to know your guys' thoughts. Like, what do you think was the secret sauce that really that made Pokemon really have its success that all the other series didn't have? Like, what was it with Pokemon that allowed it to blow up versus all the previous RPGs that that have really done done that before? Uh, Jason, let me me defer to your advanced Pokemon knowledge, because you not only have you uh, are are well versed with Pokemon, but obviously you've played a whole number of of RPGs, the RPGs before. What do you think it is with Pokemon that that's that's the winning formula?
3: I don't know about the actual winning formula, but for me, it was because it was on the Game Boy. So I have two brothers we would fight between as to who gets to play when and whose turn it is all that stuff. And oh, you took 20 minutes to play where I got 15 minutes to play. So having my own Game Boy and having my own RPG on the Game Boy, even though it was yeah, a little kiddish, but it was still an RPG that I would, my brothers could play and argue and no problem. I could always play my Game Boy on the side while they're playing their turns. So having that, little freedom to escape the family stuff is what helped draw me in and got me hooked into it so i'm thinking maybe that because it came out on the game boy instead of a console that you could take it anywhere to go and it didn't matter that maybe that helped hook a bunch of people into it
0: uh astromedias how about you um do you agree with what Jason said? Do you think there was anything else that, that helped to contribute to the that that secret sauce for form for the Pokemon formula of success?
1: Yeah, I do think Game Boy at the time did have kind of like uh, this interesting exposure advantage as being kind of like the only viable mobile system at the time. So like there there may be an element of that, but uh, to me, uh, it just seems like the the fact that the characters were very cute, very marketable. Um, The gameplay is simple, but deep enough to be interesting to someone who knows and likes RPG tropes, but simple enough also to be picked up by someone with no prior knowledge of even kind of playing a JRPG. So I feel like if you look at like for the time, especially I feel like you look at like the interface and I think one of the kind of like things that even then without kind of, thinking in these terms I thought was kind of almost striking about it was like just the it felt very simple compared to a lot of games with like your moment to moment like choices but it presented this broader and then I can go out catching these guys and have all these different options in combat so it's like it took uh and again like the the element of the the element matchups like the rock paper scissors of the different elements it's sort of the same kind of thing it doesn't actually present many choices in the moment, but it's like a meta choice you make outside of combat about the, you know, the way you're kind of gearing yourself up. So it's this nice loop uh, that I think many games probably at the time, especially weren't really getting right in a really like attractive package. And, some aspects of that are sort of like the Nintendo formula too, right? Like the really cute, well-designed, marketable characters that, uh, you know, and then you just wrap it up in a carefully designed game. And yeah, I think that would be my uh, my thoughts in general, just on its aspects of a game that kind of hook people.
0: And, and two things that, that you had mentioned, one being the uh, rock, paper, scissors aspect. It's more like rock, rock paper, scissors, lizard, Spock. Uh, Captain yep. Kirk, Captain <laughs> Picard, uh, Darth Vader, because there's 18. Definitely
1: types, over time, right? yes. Remember, yeah. it didn't yeah. start
0: with 18.
1: Right. They added yeah. a Five. few
0: along the way. <laughs> but man, there, there were, even with Red and Blue, there, there were still a yes. lot of the, the elements. And even with having such a, a simple children's game, having that large, large level was really uh honestly for for that type of an rpg is really impressive uh i got i'll I'll kind of speak to that a, a little bit later um but also just a brief mention for all the uh Game Gear lovers, you know, when Astromedes says, you know, Game Boy was one of the only viable ones. It's hmm. right because the Game Gear ate batteries like crazy, and if you don't remember that, you're not remembering. Things. And
3: it took eight batteries at once. Yes. I
1: said viable.
3: Yep. <laughs> yeah, yep. yes. he said viable. He he knew what he knew what took he said. four batteries. He said what he said.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry sorry, uh, all, all you Game Gear lovers but yeah he said what he said and I'm, I'm going to stand by it uh, <laughs> It was not, a neat
1: system but it wasn't mobile
0: <laughs> Yes uh, Not knocking the games that were on the Game Gear because they were excellent but honestly they would have been better as their whole uh, console counter- counterparts on the Sega Ma- Master System They would have been much better as that because uh, a lot of them were released in brazil i'm going off on a tangent let's move on with by (laughs) further question here because i'm i'm uh also really curious like uh like how you guys feel overall how the overall impact that it's that pokemon has been to kids who grew up with the franchise when it first came out uh jason 13th you've got some uh uh, cousins who have kids that you've kind of guided through the pokemon process when they released uh when they were like little kids how do you feel that's that's helped them now being older being in their teens and 20s what like with their like game selection what what do you think about that jason
3: um that's a hard one to say because if they still play rpgs you know that maybe having somebody to sit there and help them through one would get them further in the game rather than up uh, play 10, 20 minutes and give up to where you actually have somebody helping you. So it might have gotten them into the RPGs a little bit more, but I'm not 100 percent sure how much
0: they're still into RPGs. <laughs> and like it's really interesting because there's obviously been a lot of a lot of uh the youngins that have really grown up with the series as opposed to us where we were in uh like grade school junior high high school when uh pokemon came out in uh the fall of 98 um which is crazy to think that a a quick sidebar it's crazy that the game boy had been out for nine years at that point when pokemon uh arrived in the u.s like nine years wow
1: that is crazy
0: (laughs) at that time there were there were four final fantasy games there were uh, two Mario games, there, uh, one Mario spinoff, uh, one Metroid. There, there was uh, one Zelda game, and yet it was Pokemon that really helped to really just continue and drive sales. And I, I, I would, I could argue, made a compelling, or made a compelling choice for Nintendo to continue the Game Boy line as the Game Boy Color when there were plans to come out with a a uh, more advanced colorized system a la the Game Boy Advance. instead, they decided to continue with the Game Boy color. So uh I, I'm really curious. um, Simba, if you don't mind me asking because you said you played up to Sun and Moon. Uh, did you have a favorite entry in the series up to that point? Was there one that that really caught your eye that that was like one of your favorites?
4: Not really. I would say anything, you know. <clears throat> If anything, I would say Pokemon Snap probably because of the you know the ability to art you know be artistic and take fo- you know different photos and stuff like that and line up shots. Um, so that was kind of that was a, a a unique kind of game mechanic. Um, of course, now a lot of games have you know photo mode where you can make your own photos and screensavers and screenshots and whatnot. But you know for Pokemon Snap you know you were you were graded on your photos uh that you took so that was kind of fun it's like you know "Ah, i could take this like cool picture like i think it's cool and then it's like oh yeah it's it's okay but you know it's not that great i mean not to gonna lie it probably helped me a lot with uh, my ability to take good photos
1: I was actually just going to ask, like, not. I'm aware of Pokemon Snap, like kind of the general premise and everything. When it grades the photos, does it tell you like what would have improved it? Does it like, oh, rule of thirds or does it do anything like that? Like telling you how to make a better photo? Like you mentioned maybe improved your photo taking or was it more of a general just by grading and you could sort of intuit rather than see spelled Um, out?
4: If I remember correctly, I mean, of course it's been, you know, quite a few years since i played it of course um it would give you some feedback like basic feedback like already photographed or you know uh like if you caught you didn't get you know like if there's two different Pokemon and there are two different you know heights in the same photo and one wasn't fully in frame or you know on okay, top or I fully see. on frame at bottom it would be like missing part of you know yeah part so of, it was like how well uh, you
1: captured the subject with its grading okay yeah tangents I mean, again, it was, just weird curiosity of mine huh? yeah, right, <laughs> how again. that mechanic worked
4: <laughs> yeah it, it wasn't like you know oh well if you would have went you know at a 45 degree angle instead of a 42 and uh would have <laughs> taken the photo from left to right in a panoramic uh you know roll your uh you roll your uh, computer chair and uh, you know, um, maybe you know, looked at it and took the photo bending over backwards, upside down. <laughs>
1: There's it's not,
4: I, it, it doesn't do anything like that, right? But, I was thinking more along the lines
1: kid. of it. It it would be neat to see a game that took like real photography rules, and I I like, but know nothing about like what the rules are for photography. Um, and you know, I could see a game like I'm kind of vaguely aware of this rule of thirds where you want to compose a picture, where it's like things are sort of like in thirds with how you choose to frame your subject, whatever. And it would be neat if there was a game, and like there probably is in some fashion, but a game where you're taking pictures, trying to grade you on stuff like that, like gives you a bunch of very photogenic vistas or something. And it's like a relaxing game where you're trying to take good photos.
0: Yeah, and I, I gotta imagine a Pokemon game probably isn't like that, although there was a new Pokemon Snap that did release mm-hmm. on the Nintendo Switch, I think a couple of years ago. Yep. Um, but I'm gonna guess, Simbu, that, that you hadn't picked that one up, or it, it, it's oh. funny, that's not a uh, imp- impossibly thing that I've heard. Generally, Pokemon stuff does sell really well, although that one only sold like. million copies or 2.79 i i just saw a video uh on that uh, maybe a couple hours ago just showing the the not great sales of that pokemon offshoot because a lot of people share simbu's feeling about that that love for pokemon snap but the you got to show that love with with the the dollars and the money if you want more more of those you know i'm just yeah as, as as a uh eternally damned metroid fan i know that by heart uh jason though what what is your favorite entry in the overall pokemon series
3: oh so trying to remember back and comparing old games to new games kind of is unfair in a lot of ways <laughs> um Probably the original red and blue that got me hooked into everything, but that's more nostalgia, I think than favorite. Um, Arceus basically took over being the favorite and for the for a while, I didn't even think think myself that it was a uh a main game in the series, but it has been included in the main games, even though it's not its own generation. It is considered part of the main uh, line of games for Pokemon. It's not a offshoot game. But uh, the way they did Arceus was really good, and it's different than the way the main generation games are. As for the main generation games, it's almost a what one's a better story compared to what one's the better gameplay. Because... Uh, Black and white being the what it is, and it's the reason it's over like a hundred and fifty dollar game, is because it is by far one of the best storylines of Pokemon. Hmm. As for the Pokemon in it, wasn't my favorite, but uh Sword and Shield, I love the gameplay, but
0: horrible story. <laughs> it was a horrible story for Sword and Shield. <laughs> So it's it's interesting. My follow up question would have been which one was done the best, but you kind of answered that where <laughs> uh, black and white had the best story, but gameplay wise was was sword and shield. Yep, at least in my opinion. <laughs> and it's funny. I I would really love to see if they did a legends series that was a because, uh, Arceus was a prequel of Diamond Diamond and Pearl. and Pearl. Yep. If they do a prequel for Black and White.
3: Ooh, that'd be awesome!
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I i i'm I am fully vested in the legends, uh the the Arceus series here, just because of how great this was. And I it plays am, di- a little differently than the rest of the games, uh, but I am not vested in this. I gave it i <laughs> I gave it its try, but uh, <laughs> l- l- let's let's talk about that. I, I want to talk about. This and kind of get Astromete's thought process as as a developer and um, also Storm's o- overall thought process on gameplay. So I want to talk about glitch- glitches and issues in the series because <laughs> good God. Going from this game, Arceus, which didn't look the greatest when it was being previewed and the whole popping stuff, and oh, yeah. it's good, it's a PS3 game. Oh, da, da. but it ran well and the gameplay loop yes. was great. To this, where it looked like okay, uh, you know, it, it looked like a PS3 game on the trailers, but on gameplay, it, uh, to me, it looked like a, a PS3, PS2, PSP game. And glitched like crazy, erred like crazy. Uh, with then that, when I say that, it's a big star, big asterisk. Because Pokemon Scarlet and Violet have had a myriad of different experiences where my time with it had been pretty like glitchy, but not crashes. Jason on the 13th has been pretty lucky. Jason, I remember you yep. telling me that you didn't have any crashes hey, if you the- were to.
3: If you were to watch through all my gameplay for Pokemon Scarlet, there's, like, two little itty-bitty minor glitches, and I don't mean the pop-in graphics and stuff like that. I mean, like, minor glitches. I did not get any crazy glitches or any errors whatsoever while playing.
0: And the uh, Pokemon Company and uh, Game Freak have done a... a, uh... (laughs) <laughs> i giving them too much credit if I call it mediocre. Done a mediocre job of giving updates to the game to make it more stable. One of the, their most well-known updates was to make it stable by removing NPCs in towns and villages. Because the, having the MB, NPCs yep. in towns and villages ends up causing the, the RAM in the Switch to fill too quickly and to remedy that. It, this was a, really a thing before any of the updates where you could play for an hour or two and then you had to save your game, stop playing, turn off the switch, turn it back on, start the game back up. And you, that way you have a fresh Ram, clean Ram to be able to to run the game. And, and the glitches and stuff, it's not like the, the series hadn't had glitches. Jason <laughs> the 13th, of course, knows the missing number glitch in yes. red and blue. But it, oh, it, it, I love not- that one. It it was nothing as bad as how Pokemon Scarlet and Vi- Violet had and yeah no what is my, my thought process is what is the motivation for Nintendo Game Free Pokemon to iterate a better game when this sold twenty two million units and it hasn't even been a year yet okay, because it was a year I think in September or, or October like what what where is their thought process to, to do they have any sort of uh, motivation to want to you know up, update that release games with with l- less errors Astromedes, i, I i'm I, i'm deferring to you what are your thoughts
1: well so as you mentioned bugs and stuff like things like pop in like you're talking about, I su- when you say pop in, I assume you mean like uh, the game behaves perfectly fine in terms of like mechanics and everything, but graphics wise, something like takes too long to show up in the scene basically yep. and mm-hmm. suddenly appears when it does. Yeah, um, yep. yeah so that's that's like, that's kind of like, that can be like a performance thing. Not necess- I wouldn't necessarily put that in the category of bugs, but it is when you have bugs and you have stuff like that, it means you, you know, you have uh, unstable in some way code base one way or another that your game is running on. And I'm actually surprised. I didn't actually know that the Pokemon game, it's games, it sounds like in particular, kind of like the later entries in the series have had... Uh, that many bugs. Like my experience playing the first game was no bugs. And I did hear you allude to, it sounds like one, maybe kind of esoteric bug or something uh, in the first game. Um, But yeah, I mean like in general that happens when either like the development schedules are way too tight. Your developers suck. uh, The organizational structure of the company is sucks in a way that prevents things from getting done well. Uh, like those things all or some combination of those things is usually you know, why you get a bad code base. It's how you can have a great set of developers, you know, like put them on an insane timetable and or with an insane kind of like management structure, and they will make a buggy mess
0: and And to go to with what what you're saying, Nintendo has pretty much mandated Game Freak and Pokemon company to make. These games and uh, uh, make them at least one a year. If they're not making the main iteration, then they make the spin off, which again, Jason the 13th has stated clearly uh arceus the, the legend series will no longer be spin-offs, they're going to be considered main, main. games yep and th- that's something that nintendo is doing where they're saying like okay we want these main games released every year and this year in 2023 is one of the first years that they're not doing that instead nintendo's like okay instead of doing the a main game just do dlc and okay. I- r-
3: r- real quick so the generation games come out roughly every three years and in between that is where you get all the filler games and their remake games like yes. the diamond brilliant diamond shining pearl and all the extra ones so rcs fell in the line of those which is why originally i didn't think of it as a main game but it is now canon in the main generation games without it being its own generation so um Sword and Shield was the first Pokemon game that did DLC. So instead of having a like sequel one where like red, the red and blue got yellow, uh, diamond and pearl got, um, Oh, I'm going to say the wrong one. What, which one? Not came, crystal. It was, Opal. Was it, it, no. Cause crystal uh, was, it, Oh my God. I can't think of it now, but like platinum mm-hmm. is a add on game. Uh, black and White two are add-ons. Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon were add-on games. Um, so instead of doing an add-on game for Sword and Shield or Viol- or Scarlet and Violet, we're getting DLCs as our add-ons. So this will only be the second time Pokemon's doing DLCs.
0: And I feel like that that's a lot friendlier friendlier to the the de- the developers overall. Like it, it's something that's going to be better and less time intensive and more importantly for the company uh save money because that, that that's that's the big thing if, if if they can save money in development and still uh you know crank out the 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 dollars then you know that that makes all three of the partners between nintendo pokemon company and game freak happy um one of oh, the so uh, real oh real yeah, quick um plan.
4: I wanted, I want to, I, I want to caveat uh, the sales numbers real quick, <laughs> um, only because blue, red, and blue, two games, same thing. You need both copies to catch them all. Same mm-hmm. with sword and shield, silver and gold, uh, diamond, platinum. What you know, whatever. Sun, moon. So my again, it may be a twenty-two million in sales for scarlet and violet. But again, the question begs: How many people are like Jason the Thirteenth and bought a copy of each?
3: Yeah, but that still sales on both versions. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, it,
0: it it's still selling selling the. It,
3: I I didn't pay for one and got both. I had to
4: pay for both. <laughs> and and <laughs> right, and, and, but smooth. that's what I'm.
0: It, that's what I'm
1: up, are you saying no. that that encourages the sales numbers, sort of no. thing? Like yeah. it's its own pressure like it's, to buy it, more. It kind of skews those it might generations skew it a bit. or whatever. Yeah, but that, right,
0: that, because... that, that's part of uh, Nintendo's marketing strategy. And, yeah. and simple, you, you hit the nail on the head. That because in lovers of the series will want to buy both, or as Jason had said in his scenario, where he wants to play his own copy of of Pokemon, maybe he's going to play the the blue while his brother plays the red and Mm -hmm. so the family's gonna buy both the red and the blue and then it becomes a thing where well i want my own red i want my own blue and then they end up buying you know two copies of both red and blue one for each of the brothers you did that's a ching right
4: and so the family of three there you go there's there's six copies of red and blue (laughs) that were just possibly
0: absolutely that is absolutely an excellent point
3: they don't lump them together, right? Like if you look up Scarlet, it has its own does it have its own um sales revenue through Scarlet compared to Violet? Or they they, lump they're them. lumped together?
0: Yep, same thing with and oh, Shield. That's
4: where they can pad it. That's where I would see, say right. they pad so, it. So again, my question is because oh, okay. fans is that if there wasn't two separate games, if it was Pokemon Sun and Moon and it was all one game, would you know, I mean, I'm sure you're still going to be somewhere in the probably 15, 16, 17 million copies sold. But there's at least 4 to 5 million copies, I'm assuming, that wouldn't get bought because people don't have to buy both games to catch them all anymore.
0: And your range was exactly on the mark because Pokemon Arceus, it, <laughs> its own single game sold 15 yep. million. You literally just said... 15, 16, <laughs> 17, You were right on the money. You were right mm-hmm. on the wow. money
4: because that was us off the top of my head. <laughs> but
0: but and, and that's the point. Like it's been uh this release January 2022, uh, and it like a little over a year and a half, and 15 million. It, it's to me, it's kind of crazy. And I, I think they're uh, call me crazy, but I think Scarlet and Violet are separate games in name only because it's the same game. You just have different ability of Pokemon that you catch in different ratios. And in this entry, you you have, you start with a different legendary. You start with uh, this, this cute little retarded guy who's got built in wheels and doesn't use them. And then the the, uh, violet has got the cool looking robot guy that has the wheels and actually uses them. So now,
3: every generation pokemon that's red blue gold silver all of them it's exactly what you said other than the new ones having the different legendaries because sword and shield did the same thing with the dogs you got one or the other but every one is the exact same game story-wise and everything just they have a few different pokemon in them and of course the legendaries are different
4: which again encourages the social aspect of linking linking and trading which came back all the way to the original red and blue on the game
0: boys because how cool was that was it to be i almost almost got into pokemon red and blue when i was reading my my old nintendo power and (laughs) i was reading up on this the series where oh you could connect two two game boys together and I could, if I bought the red, I could uh connect with somebody's blue and get all the Pokemon that I would have the hardest time of get of getting. Like that sounded cool to me, and just just way back when them co- them coming up with that idea, it's and, and of course now you don't even have to worry about that. You just what connect, connect to the internet.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh before the on the Game Boy days, that was uh, that that was always fun because. Uh, Jason, the 13th, you'll remember the uh, little uh, connector hub. Mm-hmm. Where one plugged into one, and then the box came off of it, and then the three of three three other, rest three other people would plug in with their own cords. Yep.
1: Game Boy loved its uh, peripherals. There's so many weird good. first yep. party and third party peripherals. Oh yes. Magna
4: folding down glasses. I remember the weird magnifying glasses. <laughs> I, uh, I yeah, have that. Yeah. Game Boy light, a <laughs> book light for the Game Boy uh, the light, for the Game yeah, full yeah. book lights. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could go. We could probably do a whole episode on just the game boy <laughs> and all its iterations and- oh, oh, Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that,
0: that will be a topic we're going to be talking about the game boy at some point because oh man um so i one of the, the, the things that i just saw um I, I saw it on youtube this 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 little hand puppet arlo had a whole thing about uh pokemon and one of the suggestions that he had to help you know fill in the, the years maybe uh, the development cycle needs four years versus just the standard three that that would help. But what, uh, like a filler game, you've got all the remakes and everything like that. But what about a, a re a new game or a remake that's pixelated, like going literally going back to the roots of pixelated sort of graphics or even we failing that if you want to make it a, a better, like upscale effect doing like HD to 2d, like the, the, the Octopath Traveler and, uh, triangle strategy and everything like that. But with Pokemon, because team Asano does those Octopath Traveler games on super low, low shoestring budgets, but they, they consider those games a success when they sell 1 million copies of that. It, if you put the Pokemon game, but it's, you know, it's a full fledged RPG, but it's, in they that price HPE.
1: that game shockingly high to those that, uh, isn't that game like still sell for 50, 60 bucks, which is actually surprising for like an indie team, PC, RPG, whatever.
0: You can, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it still is, but you obviously you can get them on sale. I'm not saying
1: there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying when you bring up the sales, my first thought is like it's interesting. So even though they only do a million, they're actually priced pretty high for like an indie
0: studio. They go on sale, but like with you attach a Pokemon name and the Nintendo name on top of that, because Nintendo is notorious for not doing sales, not reducing the price permanently because Mm -hmm. go if you go to like target best buy walmart right now and find breath of the wild 60 bucks and
1: oh yeah yeah like it could compared to like a nintendo like a triple a like their pricing is like at least equivalent you know i I was just kind of remarking that it's interesting that we it allows us to probably make a better comparison because Mm -hmm. like the in terms of like game copies sold it's probably fairly similar
0: And and something like if Pokemon does that and it's got the Pokemon name and everything like that, imagine how, instead of like, oh, yay, we reached 1 million, Nintendo would probably be pissed that it only reached 10 million. But, (laughs) you know, 10 million on that two-string budget would be so much better.
1: Yeah, They uh, feed the Nintendo machine versus whatever, however many people make those Octopath Traveler games.
0: Jason, what's your thought on that? Would you like another pixelated Pokemon game? Actually, I would have no problems with that uh if they do it
3: as like the rpg and not one of these weird side games like i played that uh, pokemon like quest pixelated like blocky one that was free on the switch way before the unite one it held my attention for a little while but not long enough so if they did it as like an rpg style like something like that it would hold my attention a lot longer
0: uh, yeah, so it's, it, it really makes me wonder if that's, that'd be something that they can do because, you know, it, Hey, it'd be an, a, another Pokemon game and it'd be cool mm. to see a lot of the, the Pokemon in that whole old traditional pixelated style. Yep. Um, and, and speaking of Pokemon, uh, there of course are now over a thousand, a thousand plus Pokemon in the overall, uh, Poke, Pokedex, and it's Hulk. no longer possible
1: yep. to catch them all, uh, yep. <laughs> one in one place.
0: <laughs> so, so that kind of b- begs the question: What about an entry that w- that could have all of the Pokemon and then some in one entry? Because they did that with Smash Brothers; they have all all of the characters and nearly all the stages in one Smash Brothers game. What would what would stop Nintendo from having all the, you know all the Pokemon in a new? Uh, pokemon game jason what do you think i think <laughs> like so if scarlet and
3: violet were going to they there of course they came out they had like just over 400 pokemon in the first decks you know i know they're adding more with the dlc but now if any new game that came out if they kept it to four to five hundred pokemon and left it at that and as you've complete it and then a year later when they're putting out the dlc i don't see a reason why they couldn't give all the rest of them in the dlc because of the fact that your hardcore fans want it and it gives you something to achieve like one of your little trophies like you gotta fill up the decks and get it all because at the once you complete the first part, you've already get the shiny charm and everything for completing like the main game that that secondary Pokedex doesn't influence anything in the game. So it's literally just completing and being, hey, I was able to collect them all, you know. So well, I can well, see him adding it to a DLC.
4: Well, I want to I want to I, I uh, bring this up. Now you say there's four to five hundred in Scarlet Mm -hmm. Violet, right? Yep. Okay. Now, what do you think the encounter rates for each Pokemon are, given each area? Now, now you're going to go ahead and add another five to six hundred, seven hundred Pokemon to that. Yep. I, I, I don't see it happening. Any good way? Scarlet and
3: Violet. It has four. 400 and something right now. The DLC is bringing it up to 800. That's only 200 less than
4: the grand total at the moment. Okay. So that's, <laughs> that's... fine. That brings it up to 800. But mm-hmm. then you're talking about bringing in all the originals. Yeah. That's okay. another five, 600, 700. Now you're up to close to 2000 Pokemon. Again, your encounter, your encounter rates are going to become a problem. She...
1: It's, I mean, it, it, it is still potentially a solvable problem. If you had a very big world and you broke up geographically where you could get each batch. But like my, my first thought, my first cynical thought when we asked the question, why not put all the Pokemon in one game is that they are keeping that in their back pocket for if Pokemon interest seems to wane or something, and then they can do a big bang Everyone, come back and love Pokemon again. Look, all the Pokemon in one place for the first time, kind of I thing.
4: Could, I could see that. Yeah, I, I would say that I really have
1: We're having a little um, bit of audio difficulty. Simbo,
0: yep. so your audio is yeah, chopping out there. So, sorry, Simbu. It looked like you were cutting out.
2: We had no audio now. Uh
0: oh.
1: Well, he'll he'll work on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, he'll 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 work out that um and uh while Simbu dropped out, he can jump back in the feed is not locked. Uh he so he can get back in. Cool. Um Real one quick, question. Oops, can I yeah.
3: let me interrupt. I know Simbu's not here to hear this, but one way they could do it without adding all the extra encounters that Simbu was saying is They have access to Pokemon Home now, which is the new version of Pokemon Bank, that instead of letting you go and catch them, you could import any Pokemon you wanted from Pokemon Home. That way you could already have it from one of the other games, and even though it's not in that game, just be able to bring it in and do it that way.
0: And most importantly, that that encourages further gameplay in other Pokemon vehicles and mm-hmm. uh, selling other Pokemon games, which kind of that that that's a excellent point. It helps to segue that as of May twenty twenty two, Pokemon ha- it overall the franchise is the second highest selling video game series of all time. Second highest. Number one is Tetris with. Pokemon selling 480 million copies and Tetris at 496.4 million. Again, this was May of 2022, where this is pretty much before this little guy right here and his other wonderful counterpart, Counterpart, Simbu, welcome back. <laughs> yeah, sorry um, about that. That's no, okay. no, no worries. Hey, it we happens. can hear you now. <laughs> um, so we're just we're just uh kind of moving on to uh overall kind of sales in regards to uh Pokemon. I kind of want to segue this to the, the the gameplay style of the, the main the mainline series because I've heard it uh, in video game social media circles that turn-based RPGs, turn-based gameplay, menu-based RPGs are dead, even though the main part of the battles for the mainline series use turn-based RPG mechanics. So Astromedes, from a developer's perspective, is this, and this might be more like what came first, the chicken or the egg, do you see the turn-based uh, style of gameplay being indicative to the series' overall success? Or was the success indicative to the turn-based series being continuing to work? What are your thoughts on that?
1: Um, I think... Uh, as I was saying before about the design being fairly simple, I think turn base is like a good fit for a simple design like that. But I think for Pokemon, it's actually incidental what the combat is, as long as it kind of like walks that line where it's simple to play for kind of kids and beginners, but deep enough, uh, For kind of like diehard people and seasoned video game uh, RPG players to get really into. And I would definitely say, overall, just as someone who almost exclusively now these days (laughs) plays turn based games, uh, it's definitely not like dead as a thing. It is, it's one of those things that I think like there's swings sometimes in like, you know, what like many games are doing. And I think sometimes you see a big batch of turn based stuff. And it causes people to say, oh, turn base is dead. And it's basically when people jump on and start making games you know, that are like that anyway. That's I. I love turn based games and I take offense, is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. But
0: it, it, it's funny because, of course, you had Final Fantasy 16 that came out that was 100% action. And you're, you're hearing the whole ter- Persona
1: ter- people love Persona.
0: Ter- turn based being, and then you have Baldur's Gate with 3, which came out like a week or two ago and yep. is like has the most concurrent players on Steam at least until Starfield uh releases in a, in a couple days. So the the idea I'm I'm with, with your Is the idea right. that turn base could be dead. just shoot persona. Uh, that's another excellent vehicle for yeah. for that. But yeah, yeah in just...
1: terms of topic, like I think it's it's actually incidental what and i think you can maybe see that in the success of some of the side games that don't even do pokemon combat uh and you know like what is even happening in pokemon go <laughs> someone who's <laughs> only seen like vaguely what the screen looks like it's like <laughs> <laughs> I know so my, my point being, it's simple but like deep enough to be interesting, still, somehow, is all that actually matters to the design of like the central gameplay mechanic in these games.
0: Yeah, Jason, go ahead. I was gonna
3: say, I know it's a uh more of a niche series, but my Diskaia that I love so much, they're coming out with Disgaea 7, which is the technically the eighth one in the game series. It, it plays like, uh, inferno fox will uh, know this one real well like final fantasy tactics uh kind of like a chessboard it's still all turn-based and it's still going strong technically even though i know it doesn't have the following as final fantasy or pokemon or anything like that
1: i've <laughs> never played disgaea but i've definitely have been aware of it yeah
0: it, more, more like a fire emblem and, and the fire yeah. emblem games yep. are, are still going you know pretty strong and their strongest entry was fire emblem three houses which was an amalgamation. Between a Persona Five type uh, loop and the tactical RPG, mm-hmm. um, and, and I, I'm going to apologize to Storm because I, I had a question for her, but but I, I kind of got sidetracked. Storm, what would it take you to get into? Wh- how can I sell you a vehicle of Pokemon? Wh- what what would it take <laughs> to get you into a console entry for Pokemon?
2: if there was something um i don't know entry level basic i'd try it i've no i just yeah i'd give it a whirl just to give it a whirl i have nothing against it i've just not picked it up i mean it did take me a little bit to get into pokemon go but yeah and if it was Easy that I could pick up like one of the ones that just came out, the violet or whatever, and just get into it and play because I know it, they're years old. So, you know,
0: the, the I nice thing possibly
2: is- could get into it. All of the
0: Pokemon are freestanding. You don't have you 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 didn't have to play yep. since Red and Blue to be able to get into the series. It's right. Heck, it's not even numbered like Final Fantasy. And the Final Fantasies uh, one one doesn't relate to seven. Doesn't relate to six. Doesn't mm-hmm. relate to thirteen. Pokemon isn't even like that.
3: Yep. Every um, generation is completely different. Yep. So well,
0: that's like, good. I, I would not. I cannot recommend this game, Scarlet <laughs> and Violet. I can't do it because. Uh, I, I'm a nut and I, I like my game that, that runs smoothly and everything like that. Um, <laughs> Pokemon Legends, Ar- Arceus, Arceus, uh, Archeus, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Archie He's, Bunker? Exactly. Ar- 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 Archie Bunker is really Pokemon
1: Archie guy. and Jughead.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, 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 Pokemon Legends Riverdale is really, a, would probably be a good start, starting play starting spot. Uh, if they ever uh, do any of the uh, put red and blue on the NSO or NSO expansion expansion pack, that would be good. But they're not going to mm-hmm. do that because that would be throwing money away. And Nintendo won't throw money away because Nintendo is the, the Disney of video games. They, they're not going to do it. <laughs> so well, I would
4: say Storm's perfect vehicle would be Pokemon Crossing.
0: And it Pokemon would be a merger Crossing. of
4: Pokemon and Animal Crossing. Uh, yeah.
0: if it's a
1: it Pokemon it, yeah. cozy game. Yeah. 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 There you go. I could exactly. actually see
0: that game working really well. Cause, yeah. cause, I, oh it, my god. If it comes cause... out,
4: you heard it here first.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because they've crossed Pokemon with Tekken and and it, it's called Poken. They've crossed Pokemon with uh Dynasty Warriors. I think that's Pokemon Warriors. Um they I think they cross Pokemon with um, Kirby and Pokerby po- no they didn't do that last one but you know they're, they're <laughs> throwing everything at, at, uh, at the at wall tournament. It, it sticks yeah and you know, Pokemon Stadium um it, it, really there's a lot of different things it's a nice open series and uh it's thanks thanks to Jason the 13th that helped to kind of help keep an open mind with the series which is what got me into this and why I got, I'm so angry with this game Cause the, this game really matches my face really well when I was playing <laughs> it, and, and about it and talking about it. So uh, one, one of the last sort of subjects we, 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 we uh, touched upon um, kind of how there's so many different types of Pokemon where uh, you got grass Pokemon that are weak to fire attacks, water Pokemon that are weak to electric attacks. Um, I grew up with Final Fantasy games so that sort of elemental thing really resonates with me where especially with fire ice and lightning um, where fire is weak to ice ice weak to, to fire uh, where there are eight elements by the time of uh, Final Fantasy 6 coming out. Uh, Jason so many elements how do you keep them straight? My god.
3: <laughs> I don't know anymore it's just Comes with playing all the games. And there are still times that you stop and you're going, what is that weak to again? Or what is that strong against again? You know, like you second guess yourself still. And yet there are the fans that still want more types, they want to see a new type added to the game.
0: Because, like, what is it? Normal and ground and... Th- yeah. There's a, there's a number of them that are, like, so similar.
3: Oh, yeah. Especially ground and rock. They are That's the a, two ground most and rock. similar types that they all should both just be
4: one-typing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but, you know, Diglett's not not rock. He He's ground, so... They yep. should have
1: called it, like, dirt and rock. It's still a stupid distinction but it's more different i
4: think the distinction
3: is just the way they designed the pokemon the rock ones are like
4: rock
0: (laughs) so where do we where where we'd like to see the series go from here what where's what's the next game gonna be simbu what's the next pokemon gonna look like
4: honestly i mean if you're you're talking mainline game it's going to be you know something you know similar to what we've always seen with you know red blue green yellow pink purple gold <laughs> you know rainbow whatever you know it, it, that's what it's that's what's going to be honestly i really have to say that i you know even though just joking with you know joking with storm i really think that their next foray into a offshoot should be a Animal Crossing like collaboration kind of kind of game. I think that with the current Animal Crossing in its state that it is, I think that this would be a perfect time to not only give you a brand new Pokemon game but also give you that brand new Animal Crossing game, bringing people across the battle lines.
0: That that would be with how cozy games are blowing up right now that that's a make money scenario that is a make money scenario storm do you do you agree is that what you would like to see for a a next pokemon game
2: i could see them doing something with edible crossing um because, you know, they had the items for Mario during Mario's anniversary. Mm-hmm. There were certain items you could get in the game. You can get outfits. Um, the biggest thing that they gave us was pipes in Animal Crossing. So you can place the pipes and travel around your islands. That is fun to use. Um, so I can see them doing little stuff like that. And it'd be cool if they introduced special villagers like they did a la San Rio. I think that would be more of a... A crossover thing they could do for a new Animal Crossing coming up on a new Switch. So, as far as any game goes, I don't know. Um, maybe oh, update Pokemon Go. So if I, you know, am in a mega raid and I don't win that mega raid, make it count that it's still battled in one. Yeah, it's But that's about <laughs> it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and it's funny. I'm sarcastically saying hurrah for the pipes because I I would, for your sake, Storm. I want more and better updates for Animal Crossing. But uh, they gave uh, us as we elaborate Animal Crossing (laughs) podcast here, Uh, Aster how about you? Again, kind of generally going into like where you see the Pokemon series going for the next game. You pretty much see what like what Simbu was saying about how it's going to be just like the next iteration, or or what do you think?
1: I yeah I think they have a formula it works until something makes them have to deviate like from that like a drop in sales or something they're probably not going to change anything about the mainline formula I would I I, I would agree though that like uh, the cozy game idea could completely work and i actually had the same thought as you asked storm what kind of game <laughs> was the pokemon game could you get into at the same thought and then also immediately thought like that could work and almost like why haven't they done that yet um but the another uh kind of a uh, pokemon a type of pokemon game i would like to see would be i think they could do something kind of you mentioned pixel graphics it just makes me think what if they released a mobile devices only pokemon game those pixel graphics that was like a demaked version of a more modern pokemon game or like a mix of mechanics and stuff from a more modern pokemon game and kind of intentionally designing a little more bite-sized than to just feel like a mobile game but still have a lot of that like complexity there feel kind like of, an old rpg
0: kind of like uh jason the 13th that kind of makes me think of final fantasy record keeper yeah uh, the, the one mobile game where it, it's a remake of all of the Final Fantasy. Yes, actually, yep, yep. I
1: remember seeing something about that game. It does seem very, yeah, what I described is very similar to that. Actually,
0: a, yeah, and it, I, I spent way too cool. much time and way too much money on that. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're you're its target audience. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. being the Final Fantasy nerd, I, I absolutely
4: am. Well, and that would be what a, a Pokemon cozy game would be. Yeah, you know, look at like Disney's Dreamlight Valley that is yes. currently in in the, the beta it's a cozy game you can buy the founders packs but the game will end up going free to play with in in game microtransactions to you know like they if Pokemon did a, a cozy free to play game like that and you know microtransactioned it so be it that's not a bad idea
3: but you mean so, Pokemon goes not a cozy game
0: no, <laughs> not when you're walking. gotta get walk. What's the no, no. with you? The, the better question is, you mean Pokemon Sleep isn't a cozy oh, game? You're literally your <laughs> that. In <laughs> in what a game! Getting... Oh, get get out of here! Get, go away.
4: <laughs> Where's my Jay- Chancla,
0: Jason? I, I I saved you for last because you got this is this is your guy, your 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 baby here. Where do you see the Pokemon series going? Where Where do you see it? Where would you like to see it? Um you know that's a good question
3: as to where I'd like to see it go. I think they've been on the up and up with how they did the games. If you look at uh Sword and Shield that was like their first time testing open world stuff and then they came out with Arceus and I thought Arceus was great even though you had to travel to separate worlds but you still had well separate worlds separate lands I guess or areas. And even though they weren't connected, you could see the progression that Pokemon has been doing with it. Cause now sword and shield or sword and shield, sorry, scarlet and violet, it is all open world and you can pretty much explore everything. Now it's, they still try to put certain things behind block, like the, um, the blockers, the walls, you know, like you have to get X amount of badges. Now, The one thing, and I know YouTubers were talking about it a lot, and I would love to see it. So you have your eight gyms, and instead of going around in in Scarlet and Violet, you can battle them out of order, but their levels stay the same. So you could end up being level 50 and go back to the first gym, and they still only have those three Pokemon at level like 15. What they need to do is implement a level system on the gyms to where... No matter what one you go to first, yeah, just
1: scale it. This is a scale it, problem yeah,
3: to <laughs> your level. And that way it doesn't matter what area you go
0: to. Every gym will fall in line with your character. And, and, and it, as Esther is saying, I totally agree. It's a, it's a uh, soft problem. It, it, a, a scalable option even can be there well, one, yeah. of the, one of the biggest problems with Pokemon that I've, I've heard is the lack of difficulty settings yes. where there are so yes. many hacks and everything out there right now for older, older Pokemon's where like it, you can make it artificially more difficult and actually adds a lot of fun challenge to it. Yep. So newer Pokemon games should be able to leverage that. Like, like honestly any double A AA or triple A video game to have a difficulty setting built within an additional options and maybe even have like a uh a, a softer set of options where it's uh child and parent and you leave it on child it le- it's like two settings where it's difficulty and maybe scale and then you switch it to parent or adult and then that too becomes like i don't know five or ten where it's overall difficulty spawn a number of monsters uh monsters pokemon that spawn. The scaling, how much you scale, how much experience you get, and just like have that ability to where you're you're... these are family games. And so it allows us and then both kids to play it, but cater to both sets of individuals, both the adults and the children with the the extra set of options. But unfortunately,
3: I think Nintendo still is on that. Uh, they won't let go of the fact that they want to sell to all the younger generations, <laughs> so they keep it easy, and they forget that nine, a lot of their fans have grown up with the game and don't want the easy games anymore. They want an adult version, basically, and they still haven't given us the difficult settings, which is why people make their own nuzlocks and everything online.
0: Yep, no, no Yeah, I mean, like the... Yep. the go ahead i'm oh, sorry uh nuzlockes being the uh emulated versions of the games that are tougher that are more difficult yeah. it's self imposed rules
3: yeah. and when you're playing through the game right
1: yeah i uh <laughs> um I don't remember what I was going to comment, <laughs> actually. <But> I <laughs> the the, the, the nuzlocke. Up, right? I, I'd seen reference to nuzlocke and vaguely what it was. <laughs> and yeah, I think the interesting term there uh, just distracted me.
4: But yeah, I, I can feel my level five grandpa crown shifting to <laughs> other
0: people. <laughs> yeah, see, now, now, now you're, you're the, the fuzz in level five grandpa is now being uh-huh. handed over to Astromedes here. <laughs> but overall great discussion and this isn't going to be the last that we hear on uh the the overall pokemon subject I, and we're going to touch upon other video game topics because we we love video games and we love the idea of being able to 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 talk and to speak to them but uh pokemon is a living breathing franchise it's something that we'll talk about and and touch upon again if not within the podcast then it'll be something where maybe Jason the 13th and I will do a uh separate uh, discussion and video for uh, on on another time but we'll go ahead and, and work to wrap stuff up here just want to take the time to thank uh both our our fans and audience for for joining and listening in on us and uh, most uh importantly most especially thanking my my cast and crew here uh just want to go ahead and, and uh shout out and just uh, uh, point out to them simbu simbu darkfang of course you can find him at basement of the dead in aurora illinois that again is basement of the dead if you are in the chicagoland area i definitely recommend checking them out if you want to have a haunted scary experience their Mm -hmm. opening night is on september 22nd so simbu thank you again for joining us it's always a great time hanging out with you creeps Absolutely. And we're we're creeping on here. And speaking of creeps, Astromedes, thank you again for joining us. Uh you can of course find him uh at second place games. He is a uh developer and co-owner. Astromedes, thank you for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me. It was a great discussion on something I didn't know I had a lot to say about until I did.
0: <laughs> and uh, next, of course, we have Storm Rose Sky. Storm has her Twitch and youtube channels of storm rose sky storm thank you so much for, for joining us
2: thank you for having me and um yeah i appreciated just having to be quiet this uh bacon <laughs> listen a little bit but you know i don't mind speaking but i didn't have a whole lot to say except my favorite favorite pokemon might be eevee Like think that's oh, what you say f- favorite name. pokemon
0: good good, <laughs> good good point simbu what, what's your favorite pokemon <laughs> Oh
4: god. Uh
0: you're all mimic you. Ooh. you got a favorite Pokemon?
1: Uh Snorlax. So very <laughs> sleepy.
0: <laughs> and Jason the thirteenth, yours is Gengar. Who else? Yes, it is. Any any other favorite?
3: Any others? Oh uh there's a few Twirtle. of them. <laughs> yeah, Turtwig is my favorite starter.
0: <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. And Jason the thirteenth, you can of course find on his YouTube channel of Jason the Thirteenth for Pokemon gameplay videos. Uh, not only Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, but also some some Arceus, 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 as well as Tears of the Riverdale and, and Yep, Fingerdale <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> and Forklift. Jason, thank you so much for for joining us.
3: Not a problem if you like shiny
0: hunting check me out too (laughs) yes for for the shinies where there's the 0.0001 chance to to (laughs) encounter and catch a shiny and of course this is i am of course inferno fox you can catch the newest video on the inferno fox gaming youtube channel about uh my overall experience reviewing 10 sega genesis games as a nerdy nintendo fanboy again thank you everybody for joining us and hope you all have a great day